The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. In-depth, investigative. This is KXAN News Today. Weather across Texas is crazy right now. We have a look at the snow in Lubbock. It began to fall overnight. Look at that. And they are expecting a half inch to an inch and a half of snow per hour in some areas. And you can see here in Austin, we are bracing for rain. Governor Greg Abbott telling the Texas Division of Emergency Management to put resources on standby. Good morning, I'm Tom Miller. Good morning, everyone. I'm Sally Hernandez, meteorologist. Kristen Curry has been tracking the weather for you just since yesterday. Kristen, it's about that time that the rain is starting to fall. <laughs> it's here, yes. We are going to be in for a pretty wet start to our Tuesday. Look at our radar now showing scattered showers already pushing across I-35 in the Hill Country this morning. This is going to continue for the next several hours. We don't expect this to wrap up till later this afternoon. So, Central Texas, enjoy it. We Need this. So live look outside, rock and dirt yard camera. I've already got raindrops sticking to the lens this morning. It's going to wet the streets. You want to make sure you're factoring in extra time, especially if you're listening in on the podcast. I would certainly make sure you are maybe wrapping things up a little earlier than you typically do because it's going to be a little bit slower to move around on the roads today. 46 degrees is also the temperature, so it's a chilly start in addition to the wet commute. Temperatures in the 40s everywhere you look. And we won't see much of a warm up today, considering the sunshine will be hard to find. We've got a 100% chance of rain this morning with temperatures in the low 50s by 9 a.m. And then eventually we'll climb to about 56 and that's it. So I, I would assume that you're going to pretty much be in the 50s all day long, no matter where you are. That 100% chance of rain sticks with us through about late morning and then we start to dry up. But there is another round of rain on the way it looks like for your weekend. But Regardless, we got a lot to talk about. I've got all the details sorted out for you. It's coming up in your first morning forecast. Thank you, Kristen. The motive for a second mass shooting in California is still under investigation this morning. A man killed seven people and injured one other yesterday in Half Moon Bay. The council member representing this area says the victims were all Chinese. The suspect is a 67-year-old Half Moon Bay resident. Officers found him in a parking lot and arrested him. They also say they found weapons in his car. And it comes after that mass shooting in Monterey Park, California over the weekend. And this new surveillance video shows the moment a man stopped the gunman. You see the man wrestling the weapon away from the shooter at a dance hall. This was just minutes after the suspect killed 11 people and wounded at least nine more at a different location. The motive remains unknown right now, but Monterey Park Mayor Henry Lowe said the gunman had been targeting his ex-wife on the Lunar New Year. This morning, lawmakers are also going to be meeting for Anti-Human Trafficking Advocacy Day at the Capitol. A research and advocacy nonprofit focused on improving the lives of Texas children is going to be joining them. and They plan to talk about efforts to prevent human trafficking, penalize traffickers, and support survivors. There will be a press conference after 10.30 this morning. Legislators and advocates are going to discuss their concerns and their offer solutions to fight human trafficking during the 88th legislative session. If you need help with your Social Security, you may be in for a long wait. The line at the Social Security Administration office here in Austin has been out the door this week. It is so bad. Texas is the third worst for increasing backlog. That bad. People with disabilities waiting close to a year for their applications to be approved or denied. And some are at risk of even dying. Wait on these critical benefits when it comes to 
the initial the documents they need and according to the latest social security information released earlier this month in the past few years delays have only gotten worse for those who have disabilities national social security stats show an estimated two out of three applicants are denied well they denied me the first time after about eight months it took eight months just for them to deny you yeah there's a lot of people that die before they get their disability. I would have died. I got my son. A Social Security spokesperson from the Texas region says that they are trying to hire more workers to help with the processing cases. They have lost 20% of disability examiners just in the last two years. They also say that they're looking at their process for applying for disability benefits. So people like Cortez that you just heard from right there do not need to keep waiting. A Texas senator plans to introduce legislation that will help mass shooting victims get more resources. Senator Roland Gutierrez is going to announce four bills. He's doing that later on today in response to the Uvalde mass school shooting. January 24th marks eight months since that deadly attack. Uvalde families say that they've had difficulty accessing services, resources, and financial support in the months following. Why all the visitors at Lady Bird Lake might actually be making a negative impact on the area. And how Dripping Springs school leaders are making changes to address mental health. Good morning. You can see it is a rainy start to this Tuesday as we look out at the Texas State Capitol and rain on the lens of our camera atop the Estonian. Thanks for joining us here on KXAN News Today. Not far from here, at almost any time of the day, you can spot people out and about at Austin's Lady Bird Lake. These walkers, cyclists, and paddleboarders could be having a negative impact. The Austin's Parks and Rec Department is revealing the results of a new study looking at how too many people enjoying the lake is making it less enjoyable. Here's KXAN's Nabil Romano with the reasons why. Michael Parrish has been enjoying Ladybird Lake since the 1970s. Of course, they didn't have paddle boards then, okay, so, so it was canoes and a lot more people fishing. Jason Berkman recently moved to Austin. He's a fan as well. I come here to take photos. I run the lake. I walk the lake. I ride bikes with my friends. Ladybird Lake is a popular place, whether you're walking the trail or paddling across the water. That's why researchers at Houston Tillotson University are looking at the impacts all of us have on the lake and trail. How many people, how much activity can you have on the water before you start seeing negative impacts? The study was done over the summer, and like you might expect, holidays and weekends the most congested, especially where Barton Creek feeds into Ladybird Lake. Hopefully this can be used to inform um, any kind of plans to reduce congestion. You know, maybe that is developing amenities outside of this critical zone. Researchers also interviewed people about issues they might have. We had, you know, 58 to 60% between trail and water saying that the amount of crowding interfered with their enjoyment of the lake. Some people even change daily routines to beat the crowds, but crowding isn't the only concern. Pollution and trash definitely came up very high on the list of user concerns. It's miserable. I don't know what they're going to do. Yes, there's a lot more trash. This is our city. And so let's uh, treat it like, like we love it. Nabil Ramadna, KXAN News. Austin Parks and Rec Board went over the results of the survey during its regular meeting. That was just last night. Houston Tillotine researchers say 
they hope to do even more research and studies in the future. Going in depth here, swimming is still banned and Lady Bird Lake cannot do that. Haven't been able to do that since the 1960s after a string of drownings. Uh, recently, we've mentioned the toxic algae sickening pets in the water. And since the lake was created by damming at the Colorado River, there are hazards in the water like concrete and rebar that you don't always see. Still ahead, why a drug shortage for diabetes medicine has nothing to do with that chronic disease. A new affordable housing bill could mean you have to see more buildings around Austin. Good morning. That is a live look from our Austin Tower camera, and the rain is starting to come down across Central Texas. Kristen is here tracking just how much we can expect in just a moment. But we want to tell you about the San Marcos boys basketball team. It's on quite a roll right now, 28-2 and two so far. Team hasn't lost a game since November 22nd. What a streak. The Rattlers are ranked ninth in the Class 6A with a big district battle against New Braunfels later on tonight. Noah Gross has their story. Any great team will have to deal with adversity. It's a midfoot injury, and it just, yeah, it just fractured. For San Marcos, they've had their fair share, like when standout point guard Caden Gums suffered a Liz Franck injury, forcing him to miss 21 games. In that time, the Rattlers lost just two games. A big reason for that was Malik Presley, who was ready for the beginning of the season despite a health scare of his own with a ruptured appendix in the fall. So that was the first thing I asked if I, if I would be able to play. How, how soon could I be back? But, you know, my coach and my teammates, my family, you know, the whole community of San Marcos, they did a great job, you know, supporting me and uh, keeping my spirit. For Presley and Gums, they are the Rattlers' leading scorers and work very well together. But that has not stopped them from a number of one-on-one -on -one battles. So I'm not going to lie, Malik has won most of those games. But it's it's never easy. Kaden's the best player I ever played against, probably. Like, Kaden consistently guards me the best, like, more than anybody on the team, honestly. Because, like, I feel like we've grown up together, so he knows most of my moves. <laughs> To be ranked in the top 10 in the state with just two losses this late in the season has not come easy. That's our team, is, is we handle adversity, and no matter the moment, we're going to stay calm, we're going to stay together, we're going to be solution-oriented. Fighting to leave their mark. Noah Gross, KXAN News. This KXAN News podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to shelfgenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. It's been a very impressive start for the team and just something that you'll never forget. I mean, I still think about when I played high school hockey and soccer and, yeah. and the ups and the downs. Uh, let's keep that streak going. <laughs> yeah, so later absolutely. on tonight, of course, you can watch the coverage over on sports uh, with Roger Wallace and Noah Gross. All right, let's watch what Kristen has going for you on this Tuesday. That rain has fallen. Yeah, it's fallen. It's coming down a pretty good clip in some spots, which is so encouraging to see. We just got to make sure we're factoring it into the morning commute. Clouds and radar right now showing scattered rain here. Those, there's no particular spot that's heavier than the rest, but you can see it's light to moderate here all over the hill country. The Austin Metro now moving through our eastern counties here. The storm is here, so this is going to be the long haul here. We're talking a good seven to eight hours of scattered showers and some thunderstorms through the day today. Part of the larger system that's really bringing all sorts of weather to Texas from heavy snow up in the panhandle to some thunderstorms here through the North Texas region down to the south. We've got more rain Houston at this point.
point looking at thunderstorms, but they could see a, a pretty significant threat of severe weather later today. Look at the camera. Lady Bird Johnson Wildflower Center. That is a good rain falling down there in South Austin. 45 degrees. Temperatures area-wide in those 40s and low 50s. It is going to be a chilly start to the day, and we're going to continue to see these temperatures on the cooler side. Really, they're not going to move out of the 50s, and the rain chances stay with us through at least early afternoon. Then they start to wrap up. So let me show you. I'm going to take some time here because I think it's important to know how the day is going to play out because most of the rain, the significant rain chances, the widespread showers, that's all going to come this morning. There's not a whole lot of break between now and around 8, 9 a.m. We're going to continue with this rainfall through lunchtime. There could certainly be some pockets of heavier rain here. That's where those higher rainfall totals of one to two inches I was telling you about yesterday. That's where those are going to come up. As we transition past lunchtime, not quite as much rain, but still out there. And then later into the afternoon, the rain disappears. The winds, the winds will come in behind that cold front. You can expect west northwest winds easily reaching 10 to 20 miles per hour, and those will be gusting again. I, I would say at least up to uh, about 30, maybe even 40 miles per hour in the hill country. So how much are we going to get when it comes to the good stuff? Anywhere from about half an inch to an inch and three quarters some spots two to three inches. This is a good soaking rain we have not seen in over a month. Now, there will be some things we'll have to watch for. One, the severe storm threat here. That's going to be a one out of five risk uh, down in the southeastern counties. Most of that severe weather is, is going to be south and east out of our area. We'll also have to closely watch the flooding concerns. Right now, it's a very low risk of flooding. Our ground is so part, just going to be able to hold a lot of that. But we could see some nuisance flooding by then I'm talking about some of the ponding on the roadways, the low-lying spots in the parking lots that typically flood, flood in a rain, those kind of things. That being said, 7-day forecast, mid-50s today, that 100% chance of rain. We've got dry skies, though, for the rest of the week. The temperatures, though, getting much colder. We're talking a near widespread freeze both Thursday and Friday morning. Now, as we get you into the weekend, another storm system looks to clip the area. So that's when the rain chances return. It's a 20 to 30% chance of rain Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Temperatures will get cooler to start next week in the 50s. But again, today will be the day that you want to make sure you've got that raincoat and umbrella. It's the best looking day of rain we have in the seven day forecast. And like we've been saying, we've needed this for the last three and a half weeks. We'll continue to track more on those showers and storms through the morning. Thank you, Kristen. At least two dozen prisoners across Texas are entering their third week of a hunger strike. They are starving themselves in protest of conditions in solitary confinement that they call inhumane. Strike began January 10th with more than 70 prisoners in state custody. They want the Texas Department of Criminal Justice to change its solitary confinement policies. They also want more invested into rehabilitation programs. Activists argue the practice is detrimental to mental and physical health. They say it makes a prisoner more likely to harm themselves or others. They're not asking for freedom or, you know, to be released. They're not even pleading innocence. What they're saying is I'm in here for 20 years. I'd really like to have programming and to come out a better person because so many of these men are being released, but they're not being released with any additional skills. The Department of Criminal Justice says isolation is used to protect staff and other inmates from violent offenders, but it says it is committed to bringing that number down.
Meantime, students and parents say a decision made last night could lead to lasting change in their schools. Yeah, Dripping Springs ISD approved federal pandemic relief funding to help address mental health yesterday. The move could bring more counselors onto its campuses. KXC and Sarah Alshay takes a closer look at the difference that it could make. Dripping Springs ISD could be welcoming in more mental health counselors into its schools. Hayes County approved up to $200,000 of American Rescue Plan Act funds for districts across the county. DSISD parent Terry Purdy says this is needed, especially after all the challenges students have faced tied to COVID-19. With this pandemic that has been really just life-changing for so many students. We're seeing a lot of issues with the levels of stress and anxiety. The district's director of counseling and health services, Tisha Kolick, says right now they have three counselors for eight campuses, limiting the amount of students they can help. That can have a licensed professional feel really stretched to visit three to four campuses in a week and work one-on-one -on -one with those identified students. But she says with this extra funding, they could nearly double their counselors. We'll be able to hire two individuals through 2026 for this program in our school district. And expand the hours they are available. They would work with the family unit after school on the school campus. It's gonna be a bridge to extend that care beyond the traditional school day and hopefully into the family system. Purdy says it's a program many could benefit from. Offering the services themselves to families, to parents and guardians and maybe siblings, um, having the ability to have sessions together. Again, that's something that maybe is not available to a lot of families right now. Sarah Alshah, KXAN News. Thank you, Sarah. The agreement will be sent back to Hayes County leaders, and once they sign off, Dripping Springs will start the hiring process. Wimberley ISD and Hayes CISD are also considering making the same agreements. Going in depth here, teacher burnout has led to a record number of resignations here in the state of Texas. We've been following this. That does include school counselors who are leaving. KXAN investigators took a deep dive into thousands of people who are exiting. The surveys they filled out detail why they left. You can see more on this right now on our website. It's KXAN.com. Okay, a nationwide diabetes drug shortage is now hitting Austin. We've told you how the experts say it doesn't have anything to do with diabetes. No, they say it's for one of its popular side effects, weight loss. KXAN's Tahara Rockman explains how social media and supply chains are playing into the problem. Right now, I'm currently on day um, three of not taking my medicine. Marie Tompkins has searched everywhere for her diabetes medication. Many Texans are facing the same problem, including here in Austin. We're seeing a lot of shortages um, in a lot of the injectable um, diabetes medications. Terrytown Pharmacy started seeing the shortage this winter season as doctors started prescribing them for another use, weight loss. Because everyone's trying to get a certain product that's been sold out, so they try to use another product that's in the same kind of category or the same type of class of medications. As name brands like Ozempic run out, doctors tap generic drugs. Sometimes they're only produced by one plant in the world, and they are run on razor-thin margins. Supply chain expert Edward Anderson says we've seen that supply chain disruption recently for other drugs like amoxicillin or children's ibuprofen shortages. But Anderson says the surge in interest for these diabetic drugs is thanks to TikTok. This is just crazy tap. This is new. I don't know what to tell you. This is just 
crazy new. Same medication, but they kind of package it differently. Terrytown says they don't have any estimate from wholesalers or manufacturers on when they'll get more shipments, and they don't know how long the shortage might last. It's really frightening not to know when you're going to have your next medicine. Fahira Rahman, KXAN News. We also talked with a doctor with the Texas Medical Association, and he says he has never seen a shortage as bad as this one for the diabetes drug. Wow. All right, just a few days ago, the Food and Drug Administration made changes to boost the availability of ibuprofen. There have been shortages because of the greater demand to treat children with flu, RSV, and COVID-19. Now, the FDA said that they issued the guidance essentially relaxing its rules on compounding ibuprofen into a liquid and it is going to help hospitals and some of the health systems that are struggling to keep up with all the demand. Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.